0: Hi, my name is Shruti. I'm Abhishek. And I'm Navneet. And we are in SciCom. We bring you a new podcast series where we will profile enthusiastic students, scientists, and science communicators. Each of them will talk about who they are, what they do now, how they got here, and a cool scientific concept. We call this a soupçon of SciCom. Mm.
1: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship in Its continuing mission to explore strange new science. To seek out new scientists and new explanations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. The universe, it seems, is actually a very strange place. We are all made of matter and energy, and sometimes we take these things for granted. This week, we talk about some pretty interesting concepts in physics and cosmology. We are going to try something a little different this time. Abhishek, one of our core members, has a strong interest in today's topic and is very excited to help unpack some of the stranger concepts that we will discuss. Our mystery physicist will introduce himself later, so please stay tuned till the end.
2: Hi, this is Abhishek. Even though Shruti's introductory narration is obviously an homage to Star Trek, I can assure you that what follows is definitely not science fiction. It is all science.
0: So basically, I always wanted to do this kind of stuff. Oh, that's
1: fine. I mean, that's why we're here, see? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So I I hope we can give you an outlet to explain your science uh, with us.
0: Okay. The first concept is why we are here.
2: By we, he doesn't just mean ordinary human beings. He means all of the matter and energy that we've ever experienced, used or observed.
0: Okay. A very simple philosophical thing that everything came from nothing. Okay. Everything did come from nothing, then there should be a positive and a negative thing.
2: It'll become clear in a little while that the positive and negative he's talking about are matter and antimatter.
0: If equal, then we should be annihilated it should be zero. Why? There's something remnant, for example, so right. they already know the concept of protons and neutrons. So why don't we see antiproton, antineutron, anti-neutron or anti-electron, okay. right? These what you call basically an antimatter. Okay. If this, let's say, this, let's say, anti-proton and anti-electron mm-hmm. will make an anti-hydrogen. Mm-hmm. We don't see that. mm mm-hmm.
2: Relatively speaking, compared to the amount of matter in our universe, there seems to be very little detectable amount of antimatter.
0: So this asymmetry in nature, the the preference of matter over antimatter is what you call what you call a baryonic asymmetry of the universe. Protons and neutrons, they are called baryons. I see. So there's asymmetry in that. This is one of a very fundamental area which is still unanswered in particle physics. I see. So this is an asymmetry which will actually intrigue people. Okay, I am here just because of this asymmetry. Right. This concept actually is still a recent yeah. issue. Right. And we're working on it. Excellent. The second thing which comes after that mm-hmm. is why are we massive?
2: That question can also be translated to where does mass come from?
0: Uh, I guess people have seen a lot of YouTubes and stuff about the Higgs.
2: By Higgs, he is referring to the infamous Higgs boson, the elementary particle whose existence was only recently proved after a 40-year search by CERN's Large Hadron Collider.
0: You have, let's say, a mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have a gradient. You go up or I you see. go down. Right. Then you feel a force to you. Right. Right? So a mountain is a thing to visualize. It's like a potential Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. So this concept, when you take it to a particle physics, you see everything as fields. Let's say a whole room is filled with journalists. Mm -hmm. That journalist is what you call a Higgs field. Okay. I go into the room. Mm -hmm. Nobody notices me. So I just go through the room. So I'm a photon. I don't have any mass. I don't interact with the field. Now this guy comes, let's say, I don't know, Zakir Khan or, or any other small
2: guy. In this analogy about the Higgs field, using journalists and celebrities, uh, he's referring to Zakir Khan, an Indian stand-up comedian who only rose to popularity recently in 2012.
0: People to him, you know, cluster around him, mm-hmm. he has kind of a friction towards mm-hmm. that field mm-hmm. and gets mass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now the huge celebrity, Amitabh Bachchan or Shah Rukh Khan comes and he has a lot of clustering around him. Right. He is the heaviest guy, what we call as a top quark. Each particle's progression or a friction towards this background field in Higgs mm-hmm. is responsible for your mass.
1: I see. That's very so interesting. I did not know that.
2: Now after listening to that analogy about how the Higgs field may imbue everything with mass, some of you may have noticed him using the word quark. So a quark is a type of elementary particle and a fundamental constituent of matter. Uh, Quarks tend to combine to form composite particles called hadrons, the most stable of which are protons and neutrons, which a lot of people know about. There are six types of quarks and these types are known as flavors. These are up, down, strange, charm, top, and bottom. Up and down quarks are generally very stable and they're some of the most common types of quarks in the universe, whereas strange charm, bottom, and top quarks can only be produced in high energy collisions, uh, like those involving cosmic rays and in particle accelerator experiments. In the past, bottom and top quarks were sometimes referred to as beauty and truth, respectively. So, beauty and truth quarks. But these names have somewhat fallen out of use. But particle accelerator complexes that are devoted to producing lots and lots of bottom quarks are sometimes called beauty factories. The results of experiments in such beauty or B factories uh, include observations of something called CP violation. Now what is CP and what is CP violation? Well CP stands for the concept of charge conjugation parity symmetry according to which The laws of physics should be the same if a particle is interchanged with its antiparticle. The discovery of CP violation, when this is not true, apart from producing a Nobel Prize in Physics in 1980 for its discoverers James Cronin and Val Feach, played an important role in the attempts of cosmology to explain why matter dominates over antimatter in our universe. This is what was previously referred to in this podcast as baryonic asymmetry.
0: Now, the third concept, which is my favorite, is gravity. So gravity, obviously, people know about the Newton's gravity. What I'm going to say is about Einstein's gravity, I which see. is far more beautiful and elegant. Uh-huh. So let's say I go to a farmer. I ask the farmer, okay, how do you explain where you are not doing anything, but the background is forcing you to do it? Okay. Then the farmer takes me to a river. He tells me to watch a branch on the river. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. Now, the river actually signifies the space-time around us. Mm -hmm. The branch on the river is you. Okay. So, the space-time evolution gives you the dynamics of you. I see. It warps the space-time around it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Warps, it in such a way that the background forces you to go in that direction, what you call the shortest path. I see. So that is what you call a gravity. It is it is a totally offbeat thing because now you see gravity in a totally new perspective. Space-time itself is like that. Right. So you cannot escape it. It's like you are in a river. You cannot escape it. It's the river. Right. The you are subject to the point. flow
1: of the river as you are subject to the flow of space-time.
2: Einstein's general theory of relativity also predicts the existence of gravitational waves, which have since been observed directly by uh, the extremely large scale physics collaboration LIGO.
1: Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Okay. That is very That's- elegantly explained. Thank you. Um, now we can go back to the first introductions, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so- <laughs>
0: Now, my name is Arnab Dasgupta. Mm-hmm. I am basically doing a research in particle physics and phenomenology.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am here in Seoul National University of Science and Technology mm-hmm. doing my 3rd postdoc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I did my PhD from uh, Jamia Millia Islamia Center for Theoretical Physics. Mm-hmm. Bachelor's in Mal College. Excellent. Bachelor's in Physics. Uh-huh. I did a Master's in Delhi University and then my PhD in Jamia.
1: Excellent. Is there, is there um, something that you, is there something interesting that you want to tell us across your trajectory, some interesting tidbit?
0: Try to read Feynman lectures.
1: If anybody wants to understand physics from the ground up, you should go back to the basics and the basics, Feynman has explained them beautifully in a very grounded fashion.
0: I know like many of my colleagues or many of my cousins who are interested in science, but and my lectures are for them who have some background in some physics. So right. let's say I'll guide them to a book called Six Easy Pieces, mm-hmm. which is book for who doesn't have a background in science. Right. But they were just curious what mm-hmm. is happening there. Mm-hmm. A popular science. Exactly. A popular yeah. science. So they will understand the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, yeah, thanks okay. once
1: again. It was really nice chatting with you. Same here. Excellent. Thanks. Have a great Sunday. Next week, we have a different format of Su Song coming up. We're trying to get our podcast hosting sorted out, and so we need some time to tinker around with some code and RSS feeds. So next week's SuSong will be a written article by ecologist Pratik Gupte. Keep your eyes peeled for a post on animal and bird migrations.